Perak Bey's Mishnah He. This Mishnah discusses the potential malacha exemption called malacha she'eno tzricha legufa, which refers to where a person on Shabbos performs a malacha act, but does not do so for the kind of constructive purpose that that act was originally done in the Mishkan. It's a fundamental principle of Shabbos that in order to be deemed malacha on the biblical level, the act must be considered malaches machsheves, thought-out, labor, intentional. And so there's a potential argument to make that, if again he did the action and even wanted to do the action, but his purpose in doing the action was not in line with the type of constructive purpose that that action was done in the Mishkan, which is the whole source for all of the malachas of Shabbos, that perhaps that act cannot be deemed a biblical violation of Shabbos. And being a parak of Memad Likin, the mission discusses this potential exemption in the context of a person who performs the act of Mechabe, the subject we were just discussing in the previous Mishnah, the Malacha act of extinguishing a fire. We mentioned in the previous Mishnah that that was done in the Mishkan for the purpose of producing the glowing embers. They would put out the fire and be left with the glowing embers that they could use to heat up the vats for the dyes. So the Mishnah presents a series of cases in which the person committed the Malacha act of Mechaba with a particular motivation. The first group of cases involved where the person did go and put out a, a lamp that was burning at Shabbos, but he only did so to avert a threat to human life. For example, and put out a burning oil lamp on Shabbos, but only to avoid the wrath of the pagan people who would be furious. They saw that a Jew was without the government permission had a oil lamp and burning in his home. This is something that they were very mocked about under certain Persian governments. So the case is the person realized if he left the lamp burning on Shabbos, his life would be in danger. So for that reason, he put it out, or he list him, or he put it out for fear it would be attacked by dangerous criminals who are willing to kill to achieve their aims, or a person that put out the flame because he was experiencing a psychotic episode, and if he wouldn't put out the flame, he would have a total breakdown. It's also considered a sakana. Or, for example, he put out the flame because there was a person who was dangerously ill in the room to allow that person to sleep so he could recover from this potentially fatal illness. All of these cases, the first time of rules, putter, person committed no violation whatsoever. Even though often in this Masechta, when he uses the word potter, he's exempt, the connotation is that, okay, he doesn't have to bring a carbon, it's not a biblical violation, but what he did is still wrong. In this case, the mission means that what he did was not a violation whatsoever. What he did was actually a mitzvah, for the halacha is that in a situation of pikuach nefesh, if there's a threat to human life, the person is obligated to set aside the observance of Shabbos, and if he needs to violate Shabbos to avoid threat to human life, then his obligation is to violate Shabbos. Torah says, When is not to sacrifice his life to perform a mitzvah, with the exception of the cardinal sins. So what he did here was not objectionable whatsoever. It was actually a correct thing to do. This first opinion continues, If, however, there was no danger... But the potential mitigating factor is he put out the oil lamp to save the lamp itself. He was afraid it would crack if the flame was left too long 
or kechasa l'shemen, they wanted to save the oil, or kechasa l'psila, or the wick, the halach is that even though he did not to put out the flame for the kind of constructive purpose that this act was done originally in the Mishkan, so that what he did is classified as malacha she'inat sricha l'gufa, nonetheless, chayev, the person is fully liable for the opinion of this first tana, there is no exemption of malacha she'inat sricha l'gufa. Rather, if the person performed the malacha act that was done in the Mishkan, he wanted to do that act, and he did it, and he's liable. The fact that the end goal of what he was doing was for something other than the kind of constructive purpose that it was done in the Mishkan for is irrelevant. It's not a basis for any exemption. Rather, this first opinion holds that there would only be an exemption in a case where he did the malacha to avoid a threat to human life. However, Rebbe Yossi poter bekulan. Yossi would exempt the person in all of the cases mentioned above. Meaning even in the second set of cases, because Rebiosi holds, there is an exemption called Malacha She'inat Sricha Lagufa. And so, for example, in the case where he put out the oil lamp to save the lamp itself, that's not liable on the biblical level, because he wasn't doing the act of extinguishing to produce some specific positive outcome, but rather it was simply an act of avoiding damage to his lamp. That is fundamentally different from the type of purpose that this act was done in the time of the Mishkan. Because he says, The one exception, a case where Yossi would say the person is biblically liable, is where the person put out the lamp for the wick, but not simply to save the wick, but he put out the fire so that the fuel of the fire would turn into charcoal. Oh, that's the kind of purpose that uh, the act was done in the Mishkan for. He's producing something specific from this act. And that's going to be biblically liable, but in all these other cases, he's not biblically liable. The dispute in this Mishnah mirrors the dispute between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Huda that we'll see in the 10th parak. They too argue about whether there's an exemption of Malacha Shinatzricha Lagufa, Rabbi Shimon says yes, there is. Rabbi Huda says no, there isn't. We rule like Rabbi Shimon that there is such an exemption, but note that it's only an exemption on the biblical level, but it's still rabbinically forbidden to perform an act even where it's Shinatzricha Lagufa, where it's a different type of purpose than the original purpose in the Mishkan. But of course, that makes a big difference. If it's not a biblical violation, then you're not dealing with the Chiv Karis or Karbin. And potentially, if you combine the Enetzricha Lagufa factor with other mitigating factors, that could make the act entirely permitted.